Welcome to Road to Play Podcast. I am your game master, Kent Blue. We are an actual play podcast where I play tabletop role-playing games with my friends from all over the world. So if you're ready, grab a player sheet, grab some dice, and let's roll to play. What's up, everyone, and welcome back to Row to Play Podcast, a proud member of the Row to Play Network. I'm your host, Kent Blue. This week, we are diving right back into We Die Here, a beautiful game by Steffi Devon that I just love so much. I've said it every week, but I really, truly do. Remember that Steffi and Liz Shapratical have a Kickstarter coming up this month for as part of Kickstarter's Make 100 campaign that they do. So be sure to check that out. Follow Steffi on Twitter, which uh, you can find in the show notes, or follow Royal Play on Twitter, because we will definitely be tweeting that out when it goes live. Be sure to stick around after the show to hear a promo from our good friends over at the Roleplay Retcon podcast, a great podcast about retconning uh, not-so-great movies. Um, yeah, you know, I don't have a lot to say up top here, not a whole lot going on, other than just remind you to check out all of Steffi's work, check out her and Liz's Patreon, all that's in the show notes, check out all these wonderful players, Jay, Kate, Trevor, and Kristen, who are just amazing, amazing people, follow them all on Twitter, you can find all of that in the show notes, just like everything else. But with all that out of the way, I'm going to get out of here and let y'all get right back into Cliffsdale, South Carolina, and we die here. So the last part of the shot that we see is as the sun's starting to go down, we see Alice walk uh, probably up a flight of stairs. I think you live above me. So Alice like walks up a flight of stairs and walks up to Andy's door. And just like lifts open the mailbox flap and drops the note in it and then lets it like drop shut. And there's like a loud clang and she just turns around and starts walking off to go meet them at Cynthia's. Okay. Um, anybody else have anything they want to do before arriving at Cynthia's? I mean, I want to ask Jay questions. <laughs> <laughs> All will be revealed. <laughs> No, I don't have anything really. Okay. Then let's all meet at Cynthia's. We will say it is about, you know, six o'clock by the time you walk over there. And, you know, it doesn't take you that long to walk over there by the time everything happens and everybody gets together. You are standing outside a house that is too nice for Cliffsdale, probably, but not extravagant. You know, it's definitely paid for by somebody with money. You know, Cynthia's been good to her mother. Did you really make it if you don't buy your mom a house? I mean, like... No. <laughs> Andy is not polite about this in any way, shape, or form. I mean, he, like, as he's, like, going up the stairs, he's, like, skipping four or five stairs at a time. Like, he's just sprinting. And when he gets to the door, he's not, he's not knocking on it with his knuckles. He's banging on it with the edge of his fist. 
just as loud as he can. And then if there's like an iron door knocker with like a lion's head or something, he takes that and he bangs it as hard as he can. Uh, Andy, I don't, uh, we don't want to we don't want to scare her, right? Well, I, I I'm pretty fucking scared. Okay, so you know what? If I'm scared, I want her to be scared too. He's got okay. a point, Anita. <laughs> oh, have you met Alice? up? Alice. <laughs> yeah, I think I think I just show up behind. Like I'm suddenly behind. No, I'm directly behind April. April jumps a goddamn yeah, directly mile. Directly <laughs> behind her, like not even a foot behind you. Like, I mean, he's got a point, Anita. <laughs> Don't do that. Gosh, Alice. Sorry, I'm just used to walking quiet at the diner. I don't want to bother people when they're... Sure. Okay. Where were you? Is everything okay? I just, I ran home to check on Tabby to make sure she was all right. All this weird stuff going on. I was real worried about her and the dogs, so... she okay? Yeah, she's going to go out of town in a couple of days, uh, stay with a friend. Um, she okay. probably won't get much sleep, but... It'll be all right. Uh, I'd rather mm-hmm. her stay somewhere safe if something's going on. So, like, as uh, as this conversation's going on and Andy's been banging on the door, like, he, if there's no immediate answer, he, like, goes and he's, like, looking in windows and, like, trying to see, like, you know, if there's anyone in there. Andy, we don't we don't want them to call the cops, right? We want to be able to talk to her. Maybe I mean, ring the doorbell. Thing- we can do bring George over here. He was only one cop in this town. Well, I, I, and Andy's already talked to him today. Oh, Andy, look at you getting oh. yourself in trouble. Oh, uh, was that today? Or was that the? Was that, that was this morning, wasn't it? Yeah, because you uh, had to get to school and then you fell asleep. Uh. Yep, that all happened. <laughs> one day. It has been a long day. <laughs> it's been a long. It's been like months, three weeks. <laughs> no one has come to the door yet. Uh, you don't really, you don't see anybody walking around. There's lights on though. Come back. Are there cars on the property? Yeah. <laughs> so mm-hmm. the, Andy just starts yelling like, Cynthia! Cynthia! <laughs> he's he's ignoring, right. he's ignoring you all. I'm going to walk around back. Okay. All right, I'm going to go with Alice. Okay. All right, Neil, let's check the back door like right. civilized people. <laughs> I think I think April can calm Andy down better than we can right now. I'll I'll go with you. Yeah, sounds about right. Andy's losing it. A- Andy, Andy, you're upsetting Yoshi. I don't know. I imagine Yoshi. You're upsetting like, Yoshi. <laughs> Barking uh, isn't a happy thing. Dogs don't bark because they're happy. <laughs> Sometimes they do, but mostly not. Pork, pork. <laughs> uh, he he just kind of okay yeah yeah you're right you're right sorry I'm I'm a little um freaked out yeah I am too but that doesn't mean we lose all sense also a very valid point <laughs> uh, he's he's, well, he's still looking in the windows though like trying to see what's going on uh, but if there's lights on and there's no movement he just kind of for a second just sits down on the front step with Yoshi. Yeah. <laughs> Team in the back, you are you have found the fence that gets into the backyard. Gate? Is there a gate? With one uh, of those pull things so we can unlatch it and... No, this is a this is an author's mother with yeah. an author with fams. Or oh, yeah. fams. With fan with fans. Fam. What up, fam? <laughs> I just want to thank all my fam. <laughs> <laughs> Like an Tim's author here with us without him even being here. <laughs> an author with fans. That gate is locked up, and that fence is like eight feet high. It got barbed wire on it. No, it is no, it doesn't. 
Alice, how tall are you? I don't know. Like, Out of game, like, Alice, how tall are you? Tall than, Alice. I'm slightly shorter than average. You might say I'm about 5'4". I don't feel like 5'4 is shorter than average. <laughs> I'm, I mean, I'm 5'6", and I'm considered shorter <laughs> than average. Um, okay. I'm pretty sure... I'm five foot, and most people say I'm pocket size, so. Oh, pocket size. <laughs> so it's like an eight foot fence. Is it like, is it like a, okay, we're going to D&D here for a second. Okay. Is it a flat top wood fence, or does it have the, like, picket posts? Um, like metal, like. Yeah, or is it like chain link? No, it is a wood fence. It is a nice, wo- a nice wood fence. Uh, it is flat across the top. Is it made out of um, perhaps cedar or oak? Uh, whichever stronger of those two. I was hoping balsa wood. <laughs> particle board. Yeah, particle board fence. It's made oh, out of high quality wood. <laughs> right. uh, Alice, can we hop this fence? Can we get over this? Uh, I think one of us can get up. Somebody gives the other one a boost, but I don't think we're both making it over. Uh, well, how okay. tall are you? Like, look at which one of us is taller. Out of game for a second. Who's taller? Out of. Because, like, I mean, I, I, yeah. I am probably taller than you, if I had to guess by your reaction to 5'4 being shorter than average. Yeah, I'm 5'5". Five five. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So, uh, who's taller, Anita or Alice? I, I can be taller by, like, an inch and a half. Okay. It's, like, barely tall. It's not enough to matter for this fence. Yeah, I feel like that's not a game. I'm going to give the other one a boost so we can get a look. My okay. Opinion. All right, I have to ask a question here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hmm. Not really a question. So this path is going to land people in jail. <laughs> is breaking and entering? Um, you are, okay, so at a game, the reason no one's come to the door is you are dealing with a celebrity here. They are, if someone's pounding oh. on their door, they're 100% not answering it. They are going to just stay in their house. They're going to, you know. So I was thinking something happened. You have someone acting like, you know, a maniac on their front porch. <laughs> their their course of action is going to be ignore it till it goes away. If it doesn't go away, we're going to call the cops. Call the cops. Wait a okay. second. So I think, I think, who's the smartest person here to realize it then? <laughs> I mean. Is it April? Probably April. I mean, I think April is 10, it tends to be kind of a voice of reason. <laughs> She got April through. has an idea. I mean, you all, I mean, by all means, I don't want to railroad you, uh, but... No, but help us, please. Yeah. Um, yeah, we were going I, over that fence, so... There's nothing to gain here, okay? If we want to be yeah. real honest, there's nothing to gain. No, it's okay. better that we do that, because we only so, have so much time. So, April, if you get an idea, do you want to, like, come to the side of the house where I'm attempting to boost alice up over to look in the back no i'm a, I'm a if, if you two i mean if alice gets arrested it's fine by me so i'm just gonna let you guys get up to your chicanery that's okay um <laughs> i think alice gets on your shoulders and is like wait a second what what do you see nothing it's a backyard <laughs> help me down oh okay was it pretty back there i mean it was nice she got money. There's like a water fixture. Was there a fountain? There was a fountain. Yeah, there was a water fixture. Yeah. <laughs> a bitch. Okay. <laughs> so we're like walking back around front. Uh, when you round the corner, you see April uh, knocking at the door. Uh, Andy is still sitting on the porch next to Yoshi, and April is calling Edible arrangement! Delivery! 
No. Wait an hour and come back. I get I get the feeling that Ken that does not want to talk to Cynthia. That would have <laughs> that would have worked like two minutes ago before Dang it. yelling. Um, Dang it's, not, it. it's not that I don't want you to talk to Cynthia. I'm too it's fine. It's that Andy, and, and I love it. Andy took an um, that oh, was yeah. going nowhere here. Okay. Uh um, so once April realizes that's not going to get what she wants, she knocks again. Uh, Cynthia, I'm I'm sorry. This seems very very hectic. Something's happened to Stephen. Oh shit! <laughs> like a silent high five. I love <laughs> high five on a needle. Like yes. <laughs> uh okay the door open. It is <laughs> you have you have half a cynthia face what the fuck did y'all do to steven it's what you did to steven with your horrible nightmares in the town april shoves the door she's done i think i was just standing back and putting her hands up like uh, i don't want to do that april was done april snapped she's gone so you you close the door? Oh, no, 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 I push oh, past her. Okay. I'm going in. Oh, oh, okay. Well, it's chained. Um, let's roll to see. Oh, sure. Um, twenty six strength. <laughs> uh, so you given start out, you, you start out with. I better explain some rules here. You start yes. out with one d six. If your mm-hmm. one or secret plays into it, add one. If any of you other are helping. You get to add a dice, and if it's, it's either my want or my need to like maintain a semblance of normalcy. Oh. Uh, I'm done with that. It's that gone. That. <laughs> that's yeah, that's, that's it. That's good <laughs> dice. Uh, full disclosure, listeners, I can't get my PDF to open, so I'm going off <laughs> by the rules. Anybody want to help me be crazy? No. Um, I think cool. you need a five or six to to. Succeed. Okay. All right. Eight. It was one of those a five or a six? One was a five. Okay, yeah. Okay, um, you, in a feat of anger and strength you may not have realized you had, you push that door open uh, and smack <laughs> Cynthia right in her face, right in the bridge of the nose, and she immediately starts bleeding. Sorry, sorry about that, sorry. And she's, uh, like, she's like, oh my God, she turns to her and says, Mom, call the cops now, call them now. What are you doing? What are you doing, April? What are you doing? Is- you're going to choose now to be calm. Well, okay, yeah. I guess you're right. I mean, I mean, okay. Stop the old lady from getting to the phone. Cynthia's mom comes around the corner holding a small pistol with a phone to her ear. Oh, shit. Oh, Dang it. God. You're going to pick now to not have a handgun, Alice. I never had a handgun. I don't own firearms. Okay, let's figure out where everybody is in this, this room. It's a foyer. So uh, I didn't go in the house. I'm not. Neither has Andy. That's, Andy that's, was sitting on the stairs until April April they busted the, the door open. When April busted the door open, <laughs> Andy stands up on the staircase and is like, "What are you doing?" Yeah. And uh, that's when everything goes wrong. <laughs> just so, okay, so, so we she- have Andy and Alice on the porch, essentially. And April is standing, I'd say, about a foot away from uh, Cynthia, who's holding her face, and mm-hmm. her face is, and nose is bleeding. And then back beyond that is Cynthia's mother, 
And then behind April is Anita. She says, okay, now I'm on one. Some people have just burst into my house. Uh, they have, they've, they have hurt my daughter and, um, uh, her nose is bleeding. I don't know what's going on. I don't know why they're in my house. Um, just, I have my gun trained on them. Uh, they're definitely get here quickly. April, I think we need to go. April's going to turn around. I don't care. Turn my back on a gun. I've got nothing left to lose. You all were the ones they who wanted to come shoot. here. They you all, you. you guys started this. Y'all did. Y'all said we had to go talk to Cynthia. Andy freaked out, scared yes. them. They didn't want to open the door. I got us in the door. Now somebody else do some work. Andy? Yeah, I, I mean, that's exactly what I was thinking. Um, Andy, at this point, kind of lets out a deep sigh, um, grabs the flyers that he brought with him, and walks up to Cynthia and, like, kind of, is you like, you know, holds his hands up to yeah her mother and uh just looks and says i th- i think this is all escalated far too quickly april sits down uh cynthia's mother's talking to the police in the background yeah cynthia. i know i'm just kind of yeah i'm cynthia. talking to cynthia directly yeah. yeah uh we honestly just had some questions about weird things that have been going on that I'm weird things sure like kicking my door into my face. Yes. I think he means more Precisely. like a teddy bear over by the restaurant or the money on the walls over in old town that shouldn't have been there. And you all know, of our nightmares. And the stuff on the cliffs that maybe you know something about. Miss the giant here. swirling black mass of evil. So everything up to that point you're saying and she's just shaking her head like what are you talking about and then swirling black mass of evil comes and she stops shaking her head uh, and she kind of cocks her head and she says what what did you say Andy shower mass of evil and <laughs> kind of points to the poster where old man Clisdale scrawled big thing in the waves lots of eyes Swirly. Shows up in your nightmares, maybe. Cynthia s- stares at it. And whenever you say shows up in your nightmares, you see her kind of shudder. And she turns to her mom. She says, Mom, hang up. The- it's okay. Hang up the phone. And give me a towel. Because she's just bleeding all over herself on the floor. Andy actually pulls out a handkerchief from his uh, shirt pocket and hands it to her. And she takes it and, you know, holds it and, you know, just holding her nose. And her mom protests and she's like, Cynthia, they, 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 they broke your nose probably. And she's like, mom, just hang up the phone. We'll deal with the police when they get here. Um, and she turns, she says, you all, uh, God damn it. Uh, inside into a back room. Go. About it, ma'am. And just like. Andy still has like his hands up. Like, can, can you call your mom off of us, please? Yeah, so she, we have we're gonna fast forward past her talking her mom down. Her mom talks and gets. Talking. <laughs> uh, you all get into a back room. Police show up. She talks to the police like they, you know, they they it was just a misunderstanding. You know, gets she she's you know signs a book or something to make them go away. Whatever she does her thing, <laughs> cops go away. No one's getting arrested here this day. 
<laughs> hey, we worked through that. We worked yeah, through it. <laughs> Making the dream work. All right, so we cut to about 15 to 20 minutes later. Uh, you're all gathered around a kitchen table in the back of the house. Uh, Cynthia is holding, uh, now she has a dish towel up under her nose, and uh, you know the bleeding has mostly stopped. Her mother is in the room. She's not leaving. The gun is on the counter next to her, so... <laughs> But she's sitting there quietly. There's been, you know, a little bit of explanation that everything's kind of calmed down. So we don't have to go through that. We don't have to go through that calming down. But we have reached a reasonable point in this scenario where you can now have a conversation. Um, so we've all experienced in one or several forms this swirling black mass it's shown up in nightmares it's shown up in burned ashes in my sink it's shown up just about everywhere we can think library books she nods her head she says the ballroom yeah in the the rubble um it's it's weird uh we're us four not the only ones though we've noticed she says i'm she says i'm sure it's everyone in this town what is it she sighs and checks her thing and dabs and there's no new blood uh, and she sets it aside and she rubs her eyes and she says I don't know what it is uh, I've all I know is I've dreamed for, dreamed about it uh, when I was younger and as I've gotten older and now that I've returned to this this just horrible fucking town that I cannot escape from and since I've been here a few days that's all I've dreamt about is that thing that that mass just i see things in it i see horrible things in it from my past that we're not going to talk about and i see people in it i see why did you come back if the town's so horrible why would you come back well i had something to discuss with my mother and we were in atlanta and going to be going to Charlotte and this was on the way. And as much as I hate this town, I thought it'd be nice to stop in. And while I was here, word was going to get out and to keep people from asking questions. I figured I'd do a reading while here. What kind of conversation do you need to have that you can't have over the phone? A very personal one. Is there any chance and maybe it was just me, but you've left the town. And as far as I know, in the recent past, I'm the only other person. Oh, wait, did Alice leave? Come Vacation. Sleep hun- couldn't sleep on my honeymoon. Oh, yeah, that's right. Neither could Tabby. We made it two days to Virginia Beach before we had to drive back. Yeah, you don't sleep well outside of this town, do you? No. Not at all. <clears throat> 
I mean, you sleep like shit, honestly. I mean, you're lucky if you sleep at all. It's hard. It's hard to be on the road. It's hard to be away from this town, but you know, um, I guess I hate it that much that I do it and I find my ways to deal with the not sleeping. Um, you know, it, it, it helps you get on the bestsellers list whenever you are, you know, so sleep deprived, you start hallucinating things and then you get them on the page. April perks up a little bit at that. You said that you see people in it. Who? She said she didn't want to talk about it. I wouldn't pry. I mean, I, I see things like, you know, I've seen that kid in high school who died out. out at Derek. The, yeah, Derek. Yeah, I think that was his name. You know, I, he was younger than me. I, I see him. I see, you know, people who've been in car wrecks. I see, and you know, just all the awfulness that happens. And then I see, yeah, I see things that I've dealt with when I was younger in this town. It's like it sucks up all the misery. I mean, it, it, the thoughts cross my mind that it causes the misery. Yeah, but everybody else around town always seems so happy, right? But do they? Maybe they don't know. I think they know. I think some people are just good at you know, there's a lot of power in denial. Yeah. So how about that? So Cynthia, old man Cliffsdale pointed out to the, to the cliffs and to the lake and pointed at the word waves on the poster. Why did you name your newest book Sound of Waves? I mean, <laughs> I guess it's about a, I mean, it's about a, 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 this, this race of underwater dwelling amphibian people. I mean, so, I mean, I'd like to think that a sound of waves means something, but it really, I mean, let's, let's be honest here. It's just the bullshit. Those people hear all day, you know, there's nothing to do with those cliffs and there's nothing to do with this town. I mean, subconsciously, maybe. I don't know, but. I think old man Cliffsdale knows more about this than the rest of us. Even you. I mean, I would guess if someone in this godforsaken town knew something about its history, it'd be be that man. He's ancient. That he saw it. Well, didn't say, but you know. The impression he gave us was that he saw it. Well, maybe you should be kicking in his door. We did, metaphorically. He doesn't have an actual house. I, don't, I know you've been gone for a long time, but he, he's functionally homeless. But we, we did visit him, yes. And there was a bunch of money on the alley walls. He was ripping it down and throwing it in the fire. He said it was evil money. Well, said is a strong word. Strong. Just, just about as much as he has a door to kick in. To, to you, April, what's your name? April Voisinet. Okay. You dated my brother, Jeremy. Oh, okay. I wrote about him. Mm-hmm, I know. I'll, I'll put you in a book, too. Don't bother. You'll forget me before you're done. I don't know about that. You broke her nose. <laughs> <laughs> she might remember you for a long time, April. I mean, okay. If we've, if we've got nothing else, I assume y'all 
thought that I was part of this whatever. Mm -hmm. I mean, why else would you kick someone's door in? But if if we're done here, let's be done here. If you have something to say, say it. That's not me ending the scene. That's just me, you know. It's that background noise. Mm-hmm. Um, we've, I, I know we've taken up a, a lot of your time, Cynthia. So before we go, if I could just ask you one more question about your nightmares. Um, have you ever had a nightmare about something and woken up and brought something from your nightmare back with you? Huh. Something you never wanted to see again. Maybe something that scared you. Mm-hmm. Not, I'm not asking for specifics. I'm not trying to pry. Just, just a yes or a no. Uh, her mother steps up and says, I think we're done here. And Cynthia says, yeah, I have. Okay. But I'm not going to fucking tell you what it was. I understand. I understand. April's already walking mm-hmm. out. Thank you, Cynthia. Sorry that we well, broke your nose. We'll see you at the reading. Oh, yeah. Huh. Where's the reading going to be tomorrow? Oh, the reading. Uh, <laughs> uh, um, I mean, I guess I still have to do that fucking thing. I can't. I mean, I'm not going to let a little assault, you know, keep me down and, and have the whole town talking and stuff like that. Um, I don't know. Uh, Steven is out there looking. Uh, I imagine it's going to be at the theater workshop. I mean, makes the most sense. It's got the, the room. April yells, I don't think that's the best choice from the foyer, where she has dug around in the, uh, the like, I don't know, chest of drawers or whatever that would be there and found a notepad and scrawled, sorry about your face on it. <laughs> I don't think she has anything else to say to you. <laughs> I think it's time to go. Eileen, yeah. Andy kind of, he's, he's the last one out of the room. He sort of slowly stands up, looks at Cynthia, looks at Cynthia's mother, and kind of like shakes his head for a second and is like, you know, maybe you can help us. Help I us think so. figure out what's going on. Um, I think Cynthia starts not a little bit, then Cynthia's mother rushes by her and starts ushering you out the door and uh, says... And you can tell that one and points to April as she's walking that she'll be hearing from our lawyers. Oh, no, I signed my note. I spelled the last name out real clear. V-O-I-. Well, I suppose that'll make things easier. Well, it was an accident and you haven't been very nice to my friend. So I don't think we're going to carry your books in the library anymore. <laughs> Use your Alice like Alice and go, oh, shit. <laughs> So yeah, Andy makes it. <laughs> Sorry, Andy. <laughs> Not a problem. I thought that was hilarious. All right, you criminals and you know oh, I think criminals is pretty apt. <laughs> what else have y'all got for me this evening? Where do we go from here? Well, April's not going to sleep, so she's just gonna kinda wait and see what everybody else is doing. Uh, Anita never properly closed up the library. So Anita's going to head back to the library okay. for just a bit before she heads home. Does Alice have anything in the meantime? I'm not sure if I want to see my dad. I probably want to, I want to see him like late. Like I want to inconvenience the shit out of that asshole. So I don't know when I'm going to show up at his house 
and by his house, I mean, he sleeps in the church like a weirdo. So I'm probably going to show up and yeah, you were on the same page there. He totally sleeps in the church. So I'm probably going to like go and see him at some point, but I don't know how that fits into things. Okay. Um, it'll fit in. We'll get to it. Yeah. Eventually. Yeah. Okay. Um, so let's start with April, April, everybody seems like everybody's kind of dispersing, going their own ways right now. Uh, probably just want to be away from each other after everything with Cynthia, you know, mm-hmm. kind of, you know, get away and hopefully the wild attitudes and, you know, stuff will level out a little bit. Is the thought distance yourself from each other. Um, so April heads back to her parents' place, I guess. Okay. Uh, yeah, you get there and they're not home, which is odd. They're usually home. You know, that they, I don't know if they work, but they're usually at home. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, April is super thankful for that. She's totally good with not having to pretend yeah. to care so anymore. You place to yourself for a little bit. Um, uh, we're about, what I say, six o'clock? Six leaving o'clock. Cynthia's, so, or no, probably about, probably closer to seven. So, six, so I think it's probably like seven by now, right? Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. April goes into the kitchen, uh, makes herself a, a quick dinner, like some uh, rice roni, uh, just like just eat an entire box of that, and brews a just a cup of coffee. Um, but she takes it up to her room, and she has a like one of those containers of instant espresso, and she dumps like half of that into the cup. Um, she's not going to bother trying to nap tonight. She's wired. She's still, she's up. Um, so she waits until about 1045 and she figures that her parents are wherever they are. They're not back yet. She doesn't care anymore. (laughs) She just heads out like she always does. Um, just starts walking the streets and see what's happening tonight. Okay. So... Yeah, as you're doing your nightly walk, um, you make your way around through and out the streets. You pass by Old Town, Cliff, Old Town Cliffsdale, which the activity there has died down. Um, you don't see Old Man's Old Man Cliffsdale, but for what you can tell, for the most part, the money's all gone, uh, except for maybe really high up on the building. There's a couple, of, you know, fluttering dollar bills or whatever, but mm-hmm. it looks good and picked over. Um, so as you make your way around, you you find yourself outside of the theater workshop of Cliffsdale. Mm-hmm. And the lights are on in there and the doors open and you see Daisy coming out. She grabs some chairs out of like a U out of a U-Haul truck uh and takes them in. And you know, she's doing that. She's kind of taking chairs into the place. Uh so April walks up and uh kind of waits for her to come back out. Yeah, she comes out and um, she's kind of startled. She wasn't, I mean, she doesn't jump or get scared, but, you know, she kind of looks past you at first, but then like turns her head back and says, oh, um, can I help you with? Yeah. Uh, hi. Hi, Miss Daisy. It, it, it's April. Oh, April. okay. Hi. April. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was just looking, uh, looking for my parents. They didn't come home. It was very unusual, but you look like you could use a hand. Can I help you? Oh, well, um, I'm going to help you. Oh, okay. Yeah, I won't turn you down, honestly. I I mean, with, you know, with the fire uh, that they've moved the reading here. So I'm trying to... Well, I'm sure that must be good news for you. I know how upset you were. 
Um, well, I mean, I hate to say, I mean, the, the ballroom's been here for ages. It's, I mean, it's a kind of almost a historical landmark in town, um, which, I mean, the theater has been here almost as long too, but, you know, so I hate to see it burn down. And, you know, I know Rennie was in there. And, it's, uh, it's, oh my goodness. Cause you said it would be a shame if it burned down. I just, I, it sounded so sarcastic. I, I, I don't know, but, but yeah, no, it is. It's real bad that it actually did burn down. What were you up to last night? Were you ordering chairs? Huh. That, wow. You just, I had nothing to do with that. I mean, I've, I, that seems to be what you're getting. I, I wouldn't burn down the building just to get the reading here. Okay, because I'm just, you know, I'm just, I'm sorry. I have a hard time reading people. It's why I never really got, you know, too into the theater thing because I just can't read people. But like you said, that you thought it should be here and a horror, it would be just so awful if something horrible happened to the ballroom. So it just, you know, you've always struck me as a very honest woman. Well, I, I was, okay, I was frustrated, yes. I was, you know, I was seeing all those flyers around, which just dug the knife in deeper into my side that 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 Cynthia chose the ballroom simply because it has a little more space for this reading. Like, she's, like, she's all important. This town's going to stop, and all everyone in this town's going to come to this reading. Uh, I mean, that's just, an, just, I mean, she could have had it here. It would have been the sensible thing. We have a stage. We have seating where everybody can see Cynthia, and she doesn't have to do a lot of spinning around or, you know, I mean, it just it made more sense. So, no, I mean, I, maybe out of frustration, I, I made a comment that just, I guess, was just ill-timed, I guess. But I mean, I'm, I'm sure that's what it is. I my apologies miss daisy it's just it's uh times are so confusing now and you know who whoever really is properly rested in this town and and you know who who really knows the difference between sarcasm and threats and the, so i mean the the report nobody set the fire the the the, the fire marshal filed the report uh, you know and, and there is no accelerant it started in the middle of the room. It, 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 I mean, they're baffled by it, honestly, but they did. No one started this, this, this fire. It was just a freak accident. And, 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 and I'm sure, I'm sure that they're all right about that. I, I don't, that's not my, my area of education. And I, thank you for, for speaking with me so candidly. I, I, I can understand why anybody in your shoes might feel guarded right now. Well, I, I have, I, I have nothing. I have nothing to be guarded about. I mean, I don't. I don't know what you're getting at here. You, I mean, I was just. I was just saying, if I had said something out of out of frustration or anger, or I what, just today, I opened a door right onto somebody's face, and it just wasn't. It wasn't my intention, but you know, goodness, if if things didn't didn't look like I was being very aggressive. Well, I just. I don't. I just don't appreciate. I just, I can't, I mean, this town suffered a tragedy and, and Rennie, I may, I mean, she was, she was burned bad. I mean, she may, I, I just don't feel like this is something that we need to be making light of and, and, and accusations. And, and she kind of, I mean, she's been holding a chair this whole time and she just kind of slams it out in front of her. And, and you're just, you're out of line, April. 
I literally just apologized to you, but okay, you have fun with these chairs now. April drops all of the chairs she's holding and turns on her heel and walks away. And Daisy just she 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 pushes the chairs over that you're holding and says, you know, you you just you're just don't even show up here just yelling at you as you walk away. She says, You'll you'll get turned away at the door. Oh, I wasn't planning on it. I already know I'm not welcome here. And Daisy, as you walk away, has some very unkind words about your character and, you know, <laughs> and, and just mutters under her breath, well, wouldn't it be awful if, if your house burnt down? So, yeah, you continue your walk. Mm-hmm. Um, this, we're going to leave you there for a little bit as you, as you walk about town. And we're going to go back in time a little bit more to Anita at the library. So, Anita, the thing about libraries is, well, what's your plan before I say anything? Oh, I didn't have a plan as much as I was going to say. Part of me wanted to pop in on that scene and be like, and you're being mean to my friend. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, if only. Enough of people being mean to my friends tonight. (laughs) Anita has a hot day with Steven, right? (laughs) I don't have a hot date with Steven. No, Where did Steven go? Burns, it's going to be hot when he burns the library to the ground. He's like, <gasps> he's, he's, he, it's totally Steven. Anita will shoot, shoot Steven, Steven for burning a library down. I mean, you know, who's the same? I mean, that's Steven's my tipping point. Sacrificing <laughs> people, and I don't know. He's, he's, he's an out-of-towner. He's an out-of-towner. I don't trust out-of-towners. It's not from here. Not um, one of us. My only <laughs> plan was to go back to the library and just make sure, because we left, and I'm sure... No, Anita didn't even lock the door. Yeah. There wasn't time. No. So I think her only sense of urgency tonight is to get, I mean, that library is her responsibility. So to get back to the library, um, assuming everything is like, okay, when she gets there, I think she'll probably take some time to look through a few more books to see if what Alice said about the symbol being in the book could be anywhere else. Um, she does something on the computer every night and then she'll lock up and go home. So yeah, you get back to the library and it is pretty much as you left it. No one's come in or anything. Or if someone came in, they came in, noticed that Anita wasn't there and left or, you know, nobody stole anything or, you know, took some books home or you know, anything like that. Or, you know, took the few dollars that from the overdue book fee fines. So everything's as you left it. The book is there on the counter. The um, the book about dreams and dream mm-hmm. interpretation and stuff like that. Yeah. So I think now I don't want to lock the door in case Stephen wants to come in. <laughs> uh, so I think Anita leaves it open. Uh, leaves it. I mean, closes the door, but does not lock it for the evening, and goes over to the counter to look at the books. Okay. Um, are you just looking through it? What, what do we, what do you, are you just, so do you want to look and find that page that's been in question that everybody talked about? Yeah. The first thing, the first thing she's going to do is look through the book that Alice said that the drawing was in and see kind of what it looks like and just kind of verify. She doesn't really just kind of shake it up from the evening and, and just wants to, to see if it's there. And then she wants to look at the book Andy had to see if that book also has one. And then she'll react accordingly. Okay. So yeah, you look through it. You find the uh, you find the the scribble drawing, uh, which you look at it, and it looks very similar to the flyers if you saw those. Um, 
And then you check Andy's book and you find the same scribble on a few pages. You know, doesn't seem to be linking pages or anything. Like it's not like, oh, it's on this page and here's a clear connection to why it's on this page. It's just mm-hmm. on random pages down in the corner. Uh, and actually you find it in the first book, you find it in a few other places. Okay. So she's going to put both books behind the counter versus back on the shelf and then go to that section of the library and check the other books in that section. Yeah, you, she uh, has read a lot of books, but she, other than the book she was looking at to try to help Alice that she showed her in the diner kind of discreetly. Other than that, I mean, Anita sleeps very well every night. Yeah. She doesn't need these books. So this is the section of the library she hasn't paid attention to other than pointing people in the right direction. So that's where she's going to head. Okay. So there's probably, I don't know, a dozen books related to sleep or sleep disorders or, you know, like best tips for sleeping or whatever. Uh, That one doesn't get checked out very often, but in the ones about dreams and stuff, you page through those and you find the drawings as well. You end up with about five books that, that I have to do with dreams and have these drawings in them. Okay. Are there, so the rest of the books don't No. Okay. So she's going to take all the book, the dozen books. Oh no. You have like five that have, well, do you want just the books with the drawings? No, I want all the books and I want to take them because what her thought is now is that she will go home and try to see any differences that she can in the books. Okay. Does that make sense? Uh, what I'm saying? Yeah. I hope. No, it does. Okay. Yeah. okay. <clears throat> so you gather them all up. Uh, you have them at the counter as you're getting ready to do your closing business and whatnot. Um, you do notice the, the beaker of the clear liquid is still there where you've left it under the count, kind of under the lip of the counter. Um, and as you're shutting the computer down, I mean, you, that dawns on you that you could easily find out who checked out these books. Yeah. So what one thing Anita does every night um, is occasionally when people, um, not many people leave the town, but occasionally when they do, they come back in and they use the computer to search for things like night terrors, sleep Mm -hmm. paralysis. Uh, She clears the history every night so that when someone comes in the next time they can't, you know, see what's been searched for. So I think as she's doing that, it dawns on her. And so she goes through the history of who checked out. She gets like the little short number two pencil and she's going to like make a list of who checked out first, the five books and then the others. Okay. So uh, do we want to make this a roll to see how much information you get? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I haven't rolled in this game. Let's roll. (laughs) I want to roll for books. How important you think the information is. Like if you think it's important enough that her not having it will affect the trajectory. That's a good point. And it matters to you, then I would say don't roll. But if it doesn't, and it's like a fun extra thing she could get that we don't have, then I would say, yeah, roll. Yeah. Let's roll. Yeah, it's not going to, I mean, it's not, you know, it's not called... It's not- it's not Call of Cthulhu yeah. where you could potentially miss something important. I'm going to push the roll to examine the tome that is the only clue we have. Oh, you burn yep. it in fire. Whoops, yep. there goes the adventure. <laughs> Get wrecked. So how many are you rolling? You're starting out with one. Um, wants, needs. Don't you have a want or something about learning about the history I, of the town? My want is to gain as much knowledge as possible about the history of Cliffsdale. So should I roll 
think Two. this. I think this falls into that. Ah, five four. All right, you got a five. So Anita settles in to a good old fashioned investigation uh, of her own of cross referencing these books to see who has checked them out. Interesting enough, you see Cynthia's name in a few of them, not all of them. Um, you see Alice's name in a few of them, not all of them. You see, uh, more recently, Andy checked out the one that Andy had. Uh, April, do you think you've ever checked out a, a sleeping book, dreaming book? Sure, yeah. Yeah, you see April's name in a couple of them. Um, but there is one name that you see in every single one that has the drawings specifically. And that name is, is Tony Baker. But these are, you know, yeah. Do I know the name? You don't. At least it doesn't jump right out at you. And they're, they're older checkouts. So like from before you were around. Okay. Uh, so Anita's next, the next thing she wants to do then is try to find out who this guy is, who Tony Baker is, this person. Yeah, well, you're in the perfect place for that place. I, I mean, libraries generally have a news repository, uh, you know, town records mm-hmm. of sorts, not like detailed, but you have a history of the town at your fingertips. You could, you know, do genealogy searches and whatnot. So let's roll. Okay. Thought I think I know who this is. And if it's who I think it is, I'm going to lose my shit. <laughs> six, four. Um, so you got a six. So it takes you a while. Tell me how you figure out that Tony Baker is old man Cliffsdale. God, I think, so can we say that he was injured while diving off the cliffs? Not, obviously not major league, right? Because we can walk and all that. But I think that she finds an article um, that talks about the, talks about him uh tony baker um being this adventurous cliff diver and then he was you know injured uh and i think that there's a picture of him yeah and it takes her a few minutes because it's a older picture but there's something about the eyes there's something about the you know the nose and she's pretty sure that's who it is yeah i mean this picture is definitely older and it's actually from when he was you know maybe a teenager or maybe you know, in high, maybe senior in high school, the age mm-hmm. you all mm-hmm. were, the year that Derek died, um, smiling big, uh, just a big, big, just fun-loving boyish smile on his face. Uh, you know, a kid who has yet to encounter something that will drastically change his life for the worse for the rest of it. Mm-hmm. I think that the smile throws her off, and so she reads the article again, and there's something in there that says that even though like he's recovering well. Um, he hasn't spoken since the accident. Right. Yeah. They found him. And, uh, mm-hmm. no, no, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, the article goes on to detail how he was found um, like the cliffs around where the town, I mean, it's straight down. There's not like a shore or anything, mm-hmm. but they found him like clinging to the rocks, um, you know, just almost just, almost ready to drop off you know and but that he he had 
he, his fingers were all the tips were bloody from where he had been scrabbling, scrambling to get up the side of the cliff. But yeah, he was definitely okay. had multiple injuries. Uh, but yeah, the, the most unusual one that, you know, the, that they pointed out was that his fingernails were all bloody kind of, you know, from trying to scramble up and climb up the cliffs. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Anita is trying to decide if she, we never made plans, like everyone kind of separated and we never talked about what we were doing next. Um, but like Anita's want, I mean, Anita's want is to gain as much knowledge, but like her need is to have her friends near, near her. So I think that she thinks that this is a legitimate reason to try to call everyone together the next day. Um, she originally wants to do it that night. And then she just feels like, I think she like flashes back to what's happened and how upset everyone is and, and thinks, okay, I'm just going to give them the evening first thing in the morning. We'll get everyone together and see if we can find out what, what's going on. Yeah. I think that's the head space you're in as you're closing up. You want to definitely meet with everybody. Uh, but during your investigation, you kind of forgot about this, this beaker of this clear oh, liquid, yeah. the clear liquid that you know is what you used to poison Derek with all of those years ago. Um, and you kind of focus on that. And so tell me what that, what, let's, let's play out a little bit of why Anita poisoned Derek. Mm-hmm. So and I think Anita kind of starts to remember what led up to the poisoning when she goes to get her purse and she sees the speaker um, of what she assumes is the same poison. And she remembers being at the diner um, with Andy or with um, April and Alice and Andy comes in and they're all going to sit together and they're all talking. And Andy talks about how he and Derek got into this college out of town and how he's really excited to be adventurous and to, and to get out of the small town and to, you know, uh, go to school with Derek. And um, Anita, I think that's the first night in her life that she doesn't sleep as well as normal. And she starts to, think of how she has to keep Andy in town because she doesn't want her friends to be split up. Luckily, Alice has no intention of leaving. April hasn't like fully committed to leaving. She talks about it, but she hasn't come to the group and said, I have this uh, acceptance to a college. And so that's really what drives Anita. And I think that it becomes almost this obsession of how can I get him to stay? And she realizes she blames Derek. If Derek doesn't go, Andy's not going to go. Andy wouldn't want to leave this town. This town is great. Why would he want to go anywhere? It's so peaceful here and we all have each other. It's Derek's fault. Okay. So that's why she does it. God, up until the poison, Anita was just the purest, sweetest person ever. And she still kind of is, but like... <laughs> you were mean I'm, to my friend. <laughs> my friend, I'm going to murder you. I'm gonna murder, right? <laughs> right? She's the kind so, of friends you want. <laughs> yeah, she really is. So, 
let's talk for a minute here. And um, Kate, you can weigh in on this too. Um, <laughs> what is something that Anita's done to stand in Kate's way of getting out? Um, very, very subtle gaslighting. I think April has confided in Anita that she, you know, worries she's not really as smart as her brothers and she can't really achieve as much. Um, and instead of building her up, Anita says, you know, those, those are reasonable concerns to have. Mm -hmm. So, you know, tearing her down very quietly in her own way, <laughs> yeah. in a way that April doesn't see to resent as much as she resents her parents. Okay. Anita's kind of a bitch. <laughs> I just want to be with her friends forever I just, and ever. Ever. I literally typed ever. that to Kent the other day. I was like, she just wants her friends forever. <laughs> I'm not sure which one of us is predisposed to be a necromancer more, me. Or <laughs> right? So as Anita's reflecting and just, I mean, just standing there at the counter of the library reflecting what does she feel she needs to do is there anything she feels she needs to do tonight or before tomorrow i mean she, she's had a lot of a lot of had like memories washing mm -hmm. over her remembering why she killed Derek, stuff like that or maybe she wants to wait till tomorrow maybe i don't know i think there's two things um that don't have like a timeline, but there's two important things to her. And one is to get rid of this beaker of poison. And the other is to um, get the group together and share this information. Um, so probably the first thing she wants to do is get rid of the poison because obviously she doesn't want anyone to find that. Oh, I can just go down the toilet. Yeah, that's yeah. yeah. I didn't know if you were going to throw someone in there to interrupt me from no, 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 no. doing that. No. <laughs> Uh, we're getting oh, late into the Steven. evening. You've been, I mean, you've been researching into the, into the early hours of the night. So yeah. It's okay. probably 11 o'clock or so. Okay. 1130-ish. Okay. Um, so I think she gets rid of it. Um, I think she flushes it down the toilet. And then I think she wipes down the beaker and then I think she takes it outside to the back where the dumpster is, like in a cloth. And yeah. I think she breaks it in the cloth. And I think she puts Mazel it in the <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, and then, <laughs> I love that. Uh, and then I think she'll take, I just don't, I mean, it's 11. Just going home? I think so. I was, okay. I think so. Okay. So yeah, you start heading home, um, and you run into April on your way home. April's making her rounds through the town. And even though you have a short, well, no, you live in a house, you don't live in the apartments. So yeah, uh, you go and you turn on your street and you run into April, uh, who's coming down your street. It, I mean, your house is still farther up. April's closer to your house than you are. So, mm -hmm. but y'all run into each other. Hey, hey, April. Hi, Anita. What are you doing out so late? That's not like you at all. Oh, I know. I, you know, we ran off in such a hurry when we saw the fire and I realized that I didn't lock up the library and I, I couldn't go home. Oh, yeah. that makes sense. That is a, a good reason. Yeah. Yeah. But I, 
I, the reason I'm out so late really is that I started to kind of do some research and I was going to hopefully get the four of us together tomorrow to, to talk about it, but maybe I could just bounce it off of you now. Unless are you, are you going somewhere? Are you, are you no, tired? No, in particular. Oh, no, 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 not at all. Not at all. What did you find out? Um, so Alice had mentioned that the, that the symbol was in the book she was reading about night terrors. Remember where she found mm-hmm. the letter? Mm-hmm. So when I went back to the library, I, I looked through that book and then I thought, well, I wonder what other books that symbol might be in. And so I, I looked through the you know dozen or so books in the, in the section on sleep and a lot of them had the same symbol. So I thought, let me see who had checked them out. And, and well, the person who checked out, the only person who checked out all the books was Tony Baker. Who's Tony Baker? Well, I, I'm pretty sure it's old man Cliffsdale. Whoa. Yeah. And I just, it's late and, and it's way past my bedtime. So I, I'm not sure if I'm making sense, but I just, it just feels important. And I just, I think we. Yeah, no, that's definitely, you're definitely onto something. You Are you really tired right now? Cause like, I'm not, I don't feel tired at all. Like, I, I mean, you yeah. know, it's weird because I always go to bed really early. Um, yeah. But now that I'm out and talking to you, I, I mean. Okay. The, the, it's just, it's not a normal day. It's not a normal day. It's not a normal day. It hasn't been a normal week. It's been, things are going weird and I feel energized. Yeah. Are you, uh, okay is not the right word, but are you okay? I feel better than I've felt in years. Oh, okay. April has crazy eyes. She's. <laughs> and Nita has seen these eyes in Alice earlier today. <laughs> Okay. Are are you sure you don't want to go home and rest? It's just so peaceful. I don't know. I've been been home. I had I had a lovely dinner, uh, and then uh, just just relaxed for a while before I went out. Uh, Just wanted to get some air. Just wanted to get some fresh air. Okay. Well, I mean, I think all of us should should talk about this and figure out what's going on. But I mean, I don't. I'm never up this late. Is it too late to go and talk to? I don't think so. No, I. You know, it's been it's been an exciting day and I feel like it's still it's still early enough that it would be too exciting to to just drift off to sleep like normal. And I mean, this is important information. They they might want to yeah. know. Yeah. And I have an extra treat for Yoshi. Maybe. Perfect. Go. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. No, it's a good idea. We should go. Okay. okay. I need one of you to roll a D6. Do you want to roll? Do you want to? I I'll, I'll do it. I'll do it. Okay. Four. So you two are having this conversation. April, you mm-hmm. see it first. Mm-hmm. You're on this street, which is like any other street in America. And you have houses on both sides. You have trees, bushes, street lights. And as you're talking to Anita, making a good plan to have a good conversation with people you've had a very rocky day with, you see it. You see someone else is out here uh, standing beneath a street light. The light is shining down on them, and they are wearing a yellow raincoat. Hmm. How far away from us are they? 
Like mm, probably sixty feet. Okay. Uh, it's back behind Anita. We'll say. Hey, Anita, do your do your neighbors like to go out late? Do you know? Oh, I'm never, I'm never out this late. I mean, I imagine everybody's asleep. Why? There's somebody over there, just standing. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, Nia, you see. Do I recognize them? No, you see this person and they're in a yellow raincoat with the hood pulled up. Um, but there's no face in the hole. Uh, actually, the more you, the more both of you look at it, the, it's, it's as if there's nothing but the yellow raincoat. Um, oh. And it's moving towards you. Uh, it's it's moving towards you faster than you're comfortable. Uh, and as it gets closer to you, you you hear the raincoat squelching against itself. It's wet. Um, you 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 feel the goosebumps go up your arms as as it's happening, and you smell this damp, moldy smell coming off of it. Um, and as you look at it. You 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 notice that within the folds of this raincoat and like the arm, the elbow joints, there's mouths with long, sharp teeth that are opening, and you you hear like the uh, you hear the saliva dropping out, and you realize this raincoat is not actually a raincoat, and your mind is racing to find the words as to what you're saying. And you can't, you cannot describe what you're saying because it shouldn't be real. Uh, but it's coming up on you. And I want you, before you to take action, I want each of you to tell me how it makes you feel as this thing is coming close. How does it make Anita feel? And how does it make April feel? Are you okay, Kate? Yeah, I'm just okay. trying to like. Okay. Um, I know. I was trying to think. Okay. I'm like, there's there's rational Kate response, and there's April, who's very not in her rational mind anymore. Um, April feels unnerved, but it's not like she doesn't feel cowed by it. Like she's not. She's not being like taken down a peg by how unnerved she is, but it's just kind of another like, oh great, this now cool. Mm-hmm. Um, which means that she doesn't have the proper reaction of move away. Mm-hmm. Which is perfect. Cause I was going to say that and as Anita backs up, she grabs April's arm and is backing them both up. So <laughs> um, this makes seeing this makes Anita feel very disconnected. It, it's late. She's never up this late. She's, not quite sure what's happening at first. And then as she realizes that it's still coming closer and there's a chance she's not back at the library asleep, um, she feels very, um, she feels very scared, but there's this really small part of her that feels like it's familiar and she likes it. Yeah. But it's such a small part and it's such a like racing through that she she doesn't react to that. It's just all the, the thoughts and feelings that are rushing through her as she's pulling April back. Um, and then I wanted to do something, but I'll wait because that answers your question. Yeah. And then it's on top of you. Oh, God. 
It is in both of your face and you smell all of it and you hear all of it and you feel all of it as it is all over you. What do you want to do? Like we can't move all over us? No, you can move, but it's just this, 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 what you can only perceive as a yellow raincoat with Mm -hmm. impossible mouths and teeth that are trying to bite into your flesh uh, is just trying to envelop you. So you feel it on your arms and you feel it nodding itself into your hair. And Oh God. Mm. Both of you feel this. It it is spread out bigger Mm -hmm. than what it was. So April, what I'm, or Kate, what I'm going to (laughs) do, feel free to like fight against because I don't Mm want to force her character. I'm just, this is what Mm -hmm. I'm attempting to do. Yeah. So I think my hand um, I try, I think, to look over at April and I can't quite turn my head all the way to see her. And so I slide my hand down her arm without really, I keep my arm against hers to try to attempt to remain connected to her. Mm-hmm. And I reach into my bag and I press, I have, so Kent knows this, I ca- Anita always carries a six shooter, a very small six shooter that she's vaguely, vaguely familiar with mm-hmm. and a can a very powerful mace and she presses the mace into April's hand mm-hmm. and tries to scream run while she pulls out the gun. I feel like they've known each other long enough that April would probably not be surprised at that coming into her hand and mm-hmm. can proceed that and follow. Well, we're going to roll. Ah. Each of you can roll. Just one, right? Cause this is, Unless you got, unless you got rolling dice, yeah, rolling dice, just one die. You said I. Oh I mean, no! You're, 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 oh no! You are, you <laughs> are helping each other. So, oh, I you, you are helping each other. <laughs> so we, I can roll one more. Yeah, both of you can roll two total. Oh, okay, that's good. Oh, four. Six. Okay. Hey, um, doesn't die. So. Yay. April. Well, technically, hold on. Before you, before you go, <laughs> isn't isn't Anita's need to be close to her friends? Would you say yeah. it's helping her here because she's like pressing? I mean, if your friend, or would you say it's it's stopping her because she's like trying to get her friend away from her right now? So your need oh. is to keep your friends in Cliffsdale, right? Yes, mm-hmm. at well, any cost. And I mean at. I mean, dying. I mean, dying keeps them here. Yeah. Alice's dad would agree with you about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay. I'm okay with the fail. I'm okay failing. I just figured I would bring it up because it is maybe yeah. a relevant thing. Well, in let me. Mechanics. I mean, that's a five. <laughs> okay. Um, where do you want? Do you want? You're not going to die. Uh, do you want the failure? You want the success? I'll take. I'll take the. Is the failure mean that I don't get the mace into her hand? Is that what I was rolling for? Or was it that I don't get the gun? I'm not quite sure what the failure is just yet. Okay, I'll take the fail. That was that was my honest rule. Okay. See where it goes. So April, with your six, you're going to get away. Um, what I'm going to want you to tell me is how how does the mace help you get away? Um, and what I mean, you're going to I mean, what happens badly as you get away? So think about that, um, Anita. You're also going to get away. Um, tell me about how you shoot your gun and how you impossibly miss, uh, even if you shoot mm. your four times. <laughs> and then I want you to tell me, because you failed, 
Um, what do you lose? And you can oh. interpret that as you want. It can be, what do you bodily lose? What do you mindfully lose? Okay. However you interpret it. So when you are ready, we'll go with the success first. Okay, but I still, something still goes wrong is what, to what I'm... Yeah, something goes wrong. You get hurt okay. a little bit or just okay. something. Yeah. Um, so once April realizes that she has the can of mace in her hand, she puts it to whatever mouth is closest to her hand. So if it's like down by her, whatever. Um, and she sprays as much as she can directly into the mouth. Um, counting on the fact that it tastes bad, uh, and turns to run, um, probably gets a couple of feet away before she stumbles, probably foot in a pothole, I want to say, ankle twisted, um, gets up and keeps moving, but limping badly, and every step I take is making it worse. Okay. Uh, mark down on your character sheet, air quotes or whatever, that (laughs) that hurt ankle for in case if you try anything physical. If I try to run again. (laughs) The rest of this adventure. Yeah. Okay, yeah, you, uh, so important question here then is, do you abandon Anita to her fate? Uh, I assume at the moment that given she has something else, I'm, I also think, I I think we've known each other long enough to know that she wouldn't pass off her only means of defense. If she only had one, she would use it herself and try to protect both of us. If she had more than one, she would share them. Okay. I think, is that reasonable? Yeah. Okay. Um, run too. So also that. Uh so April is going to assume that she is escaping just as well as April is. Okay. All right, yeah. So April uh makes her way down the street on a very injured ankle that she will realize in the morning how injured it is. Uh, it's not broke, it's just sprained real good. Uh so April gets to the end of the street. Um and Anita is just seeing yellow and mouths and I mean, blood, that's probably her own, or if not, that is in her mind, probably April's dripping out of these mouths. Yeah. Um, so, uh, how I miss, right. Even though I'm firing the gun, that's what yeah, I guess a good way to say is how is the gun ineffective? So I think that, I think that April was able to catch it off guard a little bit. Um, and now that she's away, it's focus is entirely on me and I take a second too long to try to aim directly at one of the mouths. And so every time I go to pull the trigger, the mouths just move and there's just the yellow like raincoat in between. And so I just shoot holes in the raincoat, which doesn't seem to affect it at all whatsoever until the gun is empty and it's just clicking and clicking um, and then reel me in if this doesn't work. But then I think as the gun is clicking and clicking, um, then it's just gone. It's just, the thing is just completely gone. And, and Anita looks around and she turns around. She doesn't see April and there's no one else on the street and it's quiet. And she hears like this dripping sound and she looks down and she sees blood kind of dripping on the ground and she it's not on her hands it's on her legs and she reaches up and she touches her face and she realizes that 
one of her eyes is gone. That's it for this episode. Thanks for listening. Visit row2playpodcast.com for more information. R-O-L-L-2playpodcast.com. Like us over on Facebook at Row2PlayPodcast. Follow us on Twitter at Row2PlayPod. Have a question or comment? Email us at Row2PlayPodcast at gmail.com. If you want to play with a game with us, just hit us up on any of our social media and let us know. And lastly, our music is the intro track from the Spellbreaker EP by Tritachion. Visit SoundCloud.com slash Tritachion. Studios located at the nexus of all alternate universes, including the sexy vampire ones. Ooh. At Roleplay Retcon, we remake famously disappointing movies using comedy, hindsight, and tabletop RPGs. Like Dungeons and Dragons? Yes, but specifically not Dungeons and Dragons. We take a second pass at guilty pleasures like Batman and Robin or Indiana Jones in the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, and even some controversial favorites like Twilight. But I love those movies. We do too, and all of the movies we do have something to love. If they didn't, there would be nothing to reimagine. At the end of each series, we compare our vision to the original films, because why the f*** not? I can't wait to listen to Roleplay Retcon, wherever podcasts are available. I'm going to listen to it before you do. 